Hey there, this is Kevin Pascal, and you're tuned in to the Hinted Neuron Podcast. Today on the show, I'm joined by Michael, also known as Luna Mike. I don't want to give him away, but he's been known to be this very creative rap artist. And so just stick around and enjoy my conversation with him about creativity and criticism. So let's talk about your name, first of all, Luna Mike, I, because I used to know you as Mike L. So what inspired the change? What's behind the name? Okay, um, like Luna Mike is basically the evolution of Mike L. The growth. Luna Mike is, I was going through a couple of stuff, trying to understand who I was and how my life played out. And my life itself is rooted in music. Like everything that I do, I do in terms of music from my relationship with God to my physical attributes. And Mike L did not really understand the direction he was supposed to take. So we can call Mike L the scalar quantity. <laughs> Luna, Mike is the, <laughs> Luna Mike is the vector. He's, he's, he was the one that understood the displacement and <laughs> what, <laughs> what to do at that point in time. So Luna Mike goes for growth. Luna Mike goes for positivity. Luna Mike is all about the rage, as some of my guys would know, or some of my fanatics who understand that for me, it's always about the rage in love and light. That's all I believe in. That's, that's, that's well put. I mean, that, that's a lot to unpack, but that's nice. So <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I think we should step back for a bit and then talk about what creativity is if we could define it in your own sense what do you think is it a subjective thing that we can't define that it could mean different things or is something that we could define objectively that we could point that this is creative or this isn't okay 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 um i would say like creativity in itself is 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 an objective it is objective based on the fact that it is recognizable. When somebody does something creative, they recognize it. Now, how you can interpret it, now that's subjective. For me, if I create music now, it is very well known objectively that I'm a creative person because I have created art. But the interpretation of my sound would be different to everybody or it would be different to some individuals because of the subjective experience it carries. Some people might relate, some people might not relate. This is why some people have fans and some people have other fans. And this is why there's, there are so many genres in the music, in the music world. Since I'm, I'm just, I'm just busy out the music now in the music world. That's why there are so many genres. Let's talk about art in like in art generally now, yeah, because I I wrote I wrote an article one time I was I was of the opinion that there is no bad art that since art is kind of subjective you can't measure it in a way, and because you can't measure how good or bad it is for the the creative um, ability of who created that art. Yeah, true. For me, like I believe like you are very correct because good or bad in itself is very relative. So like, and like I, like I said before, art, music, music is a type of art, but art itself generally is recognized objectively 
as being creative, but has subjective experiences to everybody. So what is good for you may be bad for another person. This is why, this is why, like, like I'll, I'll show a couple of my friends the other day. I was showing a couple of my friends the other day a Picasso painting and a Victor Van Gogh painting. And they were wondering why it was so expensive because to them it was, it was like shit or like it was trash. They did not see what other people saw that gave it value. Do you understand? Yeah, I understand you. That's that's well put. That's well put. And because now, now when you, you, you said that word, like people say it was trash, that, 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 that in itself is some kind of criticism. You know, we could have like um, positive or negative criticism. And yes. maybe we should dwell around that criticism part a bit. Do you think, okay. right? Do you think that to make good art, you need to be criticized? Absolutely. Absolutely. Why, why are you an artist in the first place? Like for me as a person, why did you double in art in the first place? I believe the reason we doubled in art in the first place is to facilitate growth. People enter or people go into like my type of art. If we're talking about my type of art for different reasons, but the most tangible reason for me is good facilitation and if you are there for good facilitation obviously you need criticism but if you are there for just fame i don't think all those people would likely take criticization because they are not there for the right reasons that's what i believe okay now let's jump back a bit to the broad aspect of creativity now i i want to understand if how nature how nature or nurture plays a role in creativity. in creativity. Which one plays the biggest role, if you think plays the biggest role, or do they play the same role um, in creativity? They create this, to me, I believe they create this yin and yang effect. It's a balance. In, um, you need, some people have it in them, and then they need a particular environment to be able to express it. Because I feel like you cannot have music in yourself and not be able to express it if you are not given the right environment. It is just, it is just, it will just be like, um, um, dormant. You need a well-placed environment and somebody that is already inclined with music to be able to be Let's just say the ideal artist. But these days, we don't really, I, I would say personally, these days, we don't really see an ideal artist like that. Um, to me, I feel like there's a balance. I feel, that's what to me. Because, like, is it not, I feel like artists, what attracts an artist? What makes you want to be an artist? Is it a natural inclination or is it the environment? It's, I feel like it's the, it's the best of both worlds. It is mostly the environment on normal occasions. It's mostly the environment because if we look at individuals like Michelangelo and um, DiCaprio, that's it, DiCaprio, Da Vinci, Vinci the, the art form 
or the creative form was based solely on the environment, solely on that environment. Creativity itself was based solely on that environment. A technologist right now, because I believe that like people that design cars, they are creatives too are now, is based the way they create their own sort of like art is based is mostly on this environment in this environment or in this current context or culture. So art is based on the culture and on the context. That is why art is always dynamic, but it's also a classic form. So I guess what you are saying is that as a person, as a creative, there are so there are this level of creativity you might not be able to unlock just because of the environment you are in. Yes, I can say to a particular to a particular level. Yes, you cannot. There are certain places that you'll be in that will will let's say underestimate or like bring down your level of art form. You need to be opened in some particular places before some particular doors in your mind open. But that does not mean that those doors are not there. The doors are there. They are inborn. They are in you. But you need the environment to open it when it comes to creativity. Okay. I think you put it very well. Now, because we we know we 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 are very familiar with this concept of starving artist as a creative, you know. So so I want to know if standard of living affects creativity in any way or in any sense. Like why do we have some people who believe that you have to like constrain yourself in a particular way? So because I I I though I'm a big river in the fact that Creativity requires constraint, but does standard of living affect creativity in any way? In some cases, yes. In some cases, yes. I believe so. Because like if I'm poor, if I'm hungry, it will hinder in some cases, it will hinder my form or my true form of creativity. But there are other cases where we have seen that even in spite of all these constraints, the these individuals shine. That's why I always say that we should not always cut out the natural or believed versions of what we would call inclined or inborn um, genes or of artistry, if I if I can put it that way, because. Even in terms of those constraints, even when the environment doesn't feel like it is, it is, um, it is encouraging for artists. Some artists still bring out their best or what is perceived to be their best. You know, we all have this friend or creative that sends us their work. You know, to create awareness for them, and maybe they are few or major things are wrong with that art at the moment and you want to tell them that it's not up to taste you can't because you don't want to be the person to share bad work you want to share mm-hmm. good creative work that you feel is nice for other that other people will enjoy and you want to tell them but you can't actually just you know give it off like that just you will not be seen as an hater this you know this yeah. bothers me in a way because 
for not everybody can be the same. Not everybody can accept criticism the way others can. I don't know whether yeah. you've been in that position before where you would have had to like tell someone this is where someone shares their work and then you have to like objectively criticize it. How do we objectively criticize art in that sense? I guess that's what I'm trying to see, trying to okay. ask. Um, um, can we actually objectively criticize art when it comes to criticism, criticizing art itself? Can we objectively do it? Because our opinions themselves are subjective to us. It's only becomes like it's only unless it is an absolute thing. Like this is this is complete trash. Is is it possible that everybody will see the art form as complete trash? That's the question. If we can answer that question, then then yes. Then yes. Okay, the question is can we actually judge art objectively objectively you, you feel like we can judge we can judge art objectively like is there a way to do it do you feel we can do it in a way that we are not called haters um i don't i don't believe like there is there is you can objectively judge art i don't believe but you can say it assertively there's an assertive way of saying things I can I can actually as a friend if I want to tell you that your music isn't isn't up to par let's just not say it's trash because we, to some people it might be good we can say it assertively we don't really and it also depends on the person too because is the person does how does the person take criticism is the person insecure about his art is the person what is the person here for is it to facilitate growth that's why i always go back to that question is it to facilitate growth people that are here to grow in the creative system we always take criticism no matter how raw it is well what 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 they do as individuals or what i do as a person when it comes to judging my art form I, I, I feel like there is a relative structure. If somebody is saying something about your art form, it should be true. It should have some kind of sense of truth, some kind of entirety of truth in it. Like if he said that I didn't hear this particular flow or this particular flow was wobbly, you as an artist, you would at some point you'll have noticed it. Maybe at the end of the mixing or the mastering, you'll have noticed it, but maybe you deliberately decided to ignore it. He, that person that listened and is actually out for your growth, will bring it out. He, he will like bring it forth that this, um, this is the problem with this music and this is what you have to do. The moment you can relate to what the person is saying, then you can take up that criticism and use it for yourself. You can assimilate that criticization. And um, and also, well, it's, it's not all about filter. You have to, as an artist to the as an artist to the critic, 
it's all about filter. You have to know what is what is actually good for you. What kind of criticization is good for you and what is just actually meant to bring you down. And you also, and as the critic, you also have to be assertive when you are criticizing an artist, especially if he's insecure with his art form. You put it very well. Now, when, as a, as, as a creative person in whether in art, in science, in any kind of creative endeavor, maybe for you personally, is there a standard by which you judge yourself? Yes, yes. Um, is, um, the standard is, m- most of the time, for me, I judge based on the people I look up to in the art world or in my own sect. People like Kendrick Lamar, people like Travis Scott, their sound, their tone, their flow, people like Eminem, their expression, how they progress on the beat, the BPMS, all that kind of stuff. I look up to that sound. If I don't have that particular sound, I don't believe that I'm up to par. So if I don't sound like that level of quality, I don't believe I'm up to par. Okay. So then at what point do we now feel we've grown past this standard, we need to change the standard or do away with the standard or for or any kind of standard that maybe you, you might not even believe that you are now the standard. At what point in a creative person's journey do they, when, I, I don't know, when does that click that, okay, you need to now do away with these standards? Okay. Um, okay. Do, now that's, that's actually a question because for me as a person, do I cannot actually do away with that standard because when when I've actually reached the standard, it is still something that brought me up. I don't believe I will be able to do away with it because it will always be like a dictionary for me. It will always be a reference. Even if I have so many people that have also influenced with my sound, I will still look up to a Kanye sound any day, any time because artists like, or the creatives that I have looked up to are also dynamic. They are not in one position. They are not static. As I am growing, they are growing also. And I have to constantly keep learning from them. So, yeah, that's, like, that's cool. Uh, you, you very well put. Yeah, so I, so I cannot really, I cannot really grow. It will always, to me, it will always be a standard to me. Cool. So where do you find meaning in your own life? Is it through the, what you create, through the art you create or some other kind of things in your own life? What, where, where do you find meaning in your life? And as, like I said before, through the art I create, it has affected me. The art I create has affected me holistically from the spirit, mind, and body. Like, like my physical attributes over the last few years 
have changed, inclined to the kind of music I want to create. Also, my mind too. How I talk too. Like, every single time I speak or every single time I want to express, it is rooted to music. To me. I don't feel like I can live without it. I don't, I can't imagine my life without music. It is like a life source to me now. Well put, well put. So because you, you, you said something, so it, it struck me because you, because maybe creativity is now like part of your own subconscious. So how do you feel like your dreams or I don't know your irrational thoughts while you are sleeping. I don't know if they've ever played a big role or they, they keep playing a big role in your creative journey. My subconscious, yes. Yes, yes, they do. Now, I don't know if I'm the one playing a big role to my subconscious or if my subconscious is playing a big role to me. But most of the times, when I go or when I sleep, I, if, like when I sleep, it's still like the music is still not over. There are some times that I have dreams of me still thinking about things to freestyle with in my mind. So I don't know if it is due to the environment. I believe it's like I have seen the environment. This is what I believe. I've seen, I've been around the music environment so much, it plays in my subconscious. It plays in my irrational thoughts. So is is now like music is now like a reflex for me. If I pick up a pen, there was a time I used I would pick up a pen and I would I would have to count the beats to be able to like fabricate a flow or a particular flow. But these days I pick up a I pick up a pen and it's it's like it moves by itself. Yes, I'm thinking, but I don't need to count the beats to understand. It's or it's it's more like irrational for me now. It's, I don't need to think about it. It's just it's just it's just an expression. That that that's very interesting because you know, me and Taiwo we had this discussion at the first episode of this podcast about dreams and um, irrationality and how they could play a big role in our creativity. And I think you confirmed some of our assumptions and what we talked about. So we are getting close to the end of this conversation, but I, I, I want to ask this very, very important question. If there is a limit to human creativity and imagination. Is it, do you believe that? I do not believe that there's a limit to the human imagination from Things that, yeah, I don't believe that there's a limit to to human imagination. We have we have well, like we have all seen what we human beings have created in the last few years. Time con. Have you have you ever opened a science fiction book before? Based on time yeah, sure. travel, sure. Time constraints like the the butterfly effect. Um, um, the creation of like some of us even believe 
that we created particular gods with our minds. So, like, I don't feel like there is a limit to the human imagination. It's it's wild. I don't think you, you can catch something that wild. It's just too wild. It is. It, it, wow, it's it's amazing. Me thinking about it now is like if if they said like the human imagination should be interpreted interpreted into like physicality the we would literally like become gods because if they say that we should by anything we think of it will be or our thoughts will become actions or our thoughts will become the thoughts we have every day when we think about ambiguous stuff becomes a solid a solid form or a solid expression on the earth we would literally become like gods because and I feel like every everywhere will be unstructured because of how <laughs> the human imagination is. It will be like it will be so warped. Do you like if you open up the dark things that people think of? The I don't know, like let's never go there because that that we can That's the only thing that we cannot. I feel as people, we cannot limit. We cannot limit what we imagine. I, I think you put it very well and that's like very 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 smart so my last question for you today is how do you create i mean you are a creator that's what you literally do you create how do you create man like there's it's not like because like talking about the human imagination a few seconds ago it's just like that like you can't, there's no, for me, there's no particular way I create. It can come from anything at any time. Somebody can just say something and I can just have this inspiration and boom, I go and I write a couple of bars. I can see somebody else create something and I get inspired to create. I can hear a particular sound and I get inspired to create. I can, I, I looked at the reason for my name, Luna Mike, was because of the emblem my family supposedly has. The, um, Osho Lali, that's my son's name. Osho is the moon. And Osho normally is the month, but the month, the way we count months in Yoruba is using the moon, right? So that is where Luna Mike, Luna came from. Um, an emblem, in my family, I express, I recognize that came out from, if I tell you how it came out, where, how it came to be or where it came from, it's, <laughs> we will not finish today. <laughs> so like my creations, my, like the, there's no particular, it is, there's no particular way I create. I, I, I don't have a particular form of creation. That's very interesting because if you talk to some creative people like artists, people who draw, people who in any kind of creative um, um, field anyway, they just tell you it was not them, that it came, like it just came to them, like something told them. And I, I think for, for some artists or creative people, that like takes away the ego 
because they feel like they were not the one who created it. Like it, oh. it, it was given to them. Like yeah. that was how, that was how they got what they created. That uh, something told them, or so, some, so they, they saw it somehow, <laughs> or I don't know. And 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 that was very interesting. Yeah, we cannot like I cannot rule out that part because yes, there are some times that that some things will just pop in your head from nowhere. Like where did it come from? Or it feels like sometimes when when I write, I feel like when when I was explaining that irrational thinking to you, sometimes when I write, I feel like I'm not the one writing. Because I'm shocked at what I wrote. I'm like, wow. That's not every time, just a few times when I write. But yeah, I I cannot rule out the fact that people can actually get stuff from from what is supposedly believed to be um, um, spirits or um, some outer form of of high power so yes yes because that is the whole if you've heard of fela that is the whole concept of the fela shrine and fela's music apart from the consciousness of fela's music he believes that the spirits are the ones that bring the message to him that is why he was so stubborn in expressing his art form to the people and this is why he's a legend now so we cannot rule it out. I cannot rule it out because I believe that there are spirits and the spirits interact with us. So from time to time. That, that's very interesting. And um, Michael, I've really enjoyed our conversation with you today. And um, I, I have, I've learned a lot of new things about creativity and criticism. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, would you yeah. have any final thing to say for our listeners? Um, I'll I'll just say this: like, just support your support any creative around you, whatever they are doing. If they have this view, you recognize passion when you see it. You recognize passion when you see it. When somebody really wants to do something, when there's a this mad drive. So even if it seems like objectively among, because everything is about game of number, yeah? That's how we create object objections, right? Yeah. Or objective standards. Even if a couple of people came together and said like, this music is trash or this music is not, or this art form is not up to par, we should try and just encourage or assertively assertively teach or assertively criticize the individual's art form because because yes how i learned to grow how i learned to grow was people saying that oh michael your music is trash when when i started it was like that was a couple of people say michael what are you saying like Right, we can't hear what you say when you rap, like you're saying trash. And me, I believe as much as people want to bring you down, there's always a truth in things they say. So I just pick out what I need for myself and I expand on it. I grew. And also, I was also, I also accepted the positive 
because this this art thing is like is like going to the gym. You you need that negative, you need that pain to grow, or the pain is a sign of growth. That's what I believe, and we should, but we should just try to be assertive. As for critics, so and for creatives, we should strive for growth. We should strive for growth. We should not shy from criticism because criticism plays a big role in creativity. Yeah, that's it. I really appreciate your thoughts and the time you took to join us today. And um, I, I really hope people people learn one or two things from what we've talked about today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Hey there, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Luna Mike today. And um, if you like this episode, please subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to. Leave us a review with five stars on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to share this episode with your friends or family if they listen to podcasts as well. Thank you very much. Thank you.